0: Lock, hold, radio. Tonight, we'll go back in time and see who's got it. When 22 men reach the rugged fields of yesterday, fighting for one more first down, one more yard gained, one final score, which would bring victory after 60 minutes of battle on the gridiron. Tonight, we'll explore the world of gridiron greats. Welcome to gridiron greats football. Yeah. <laughs> on the gridiron greats Publishing and Broadcasting Network, in conjunction with Swick Enterprises, and we're live from the for Connecticut home of Gridiron Greats Magazine, I'm Bob Swick, publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and I'll be your host for the show. Gridiron Greats is the only publication in America which focuses upon the history and memorabilia of the North American football game since its inception in 1869. We cover 150 plus years of football history and memorabilia. You can find us on the web at Magazine dot com. It is at this time I'd like to introduce my co-host. He's a senior contributing writer to Gridiron Greats Magazine, a football memorabilia historian specializing in pre World War II items, in particular Red Grange. So Seattle, Seattle Seahawk items in particular. Steve Larger. He is from Portland, Oregon. Mr. Jeff Squiers, welcome to the show
1: this evening. All right, Captain, you are on fire today. Really, really good uh, lead-in with the uh, the football. I, I can't even I can't even copy it. I'd, I'd break my voice. <laughs>
0: and i got to i got to say this we are broadcasting live here from the compound the beginning of a tropical storm the rain is coming down literally sideways here oh uh, it's 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 amazing to see so uh, hopefully we'll get through the show <laughs> with no problem with no uh drop offs or whatever so it i'm going to get started down. i'm yeah exactly i'm going to get started uh By mentioning tonight is going to be a complete open forum for this podcast, and it's an open forum for a variety of reasons. Uh, To confirm what I've been talking about to several people lately, uh, we are in the process of moving, uh, moving to Southport, North Carolina. We are planning on getting down there we are hoping either the end of august or the beginning of september so this is going to be probably one of the last um shows from the compound for the podcast uh we're packing up the house and we're building a house down in southport we're going to be uh renting a condo for several months down there while the house is being built the house is being built as we speak but it won't be ready until the end of november so in the interim there's gonna be some changes to the magazine and I, and I just wanna fill in our listeners about it and this information will be on the website also. Uh, if you have any correspondence with Gridiron Grace Magazine, at this stage of the game, I prefer emailing me uh, with regards to the communication. Two things, the P.O. Box 133 in Wallingford is shut down. We closed out the P.O. Box. And at the same time, um, any mail from there is going to our home address, which is the address of the compound, which is 180 Long Hill Road in Wallingford. And um, we'll be changing the phone number shortly when that shuts down, and uh, I'll be giving out the new phone number as we go along. When we are in Southport officially, we will have a new P.O. box and uh, a, a different phone number down there for the magazine. The magazine is still on schedule to be... Uh, printed for the upcoming summer issue, which is traditionally our national issue. And the way it stands right now, I highly doubt if I'm going to be able to get out there even for a day. I was thinking about flying out there for one day and then flying back home uh, the next morning, but I, I, I'm leaning, toward it, uh, leaning against it right now. i just got too much going on here. But the magazine is still and still will be published while we're in this transition period uh, for the summer issue and the fall issue, and then the winter issue will be inside the new compound in Southport, and uh, we'll be back uh, at 100% uh, production. Now, several people have inquired about back issues of Gridiron Greats Magazine. I'm going to tell you right now, some of the earliest issues are very, very scarce, as in one and two copies only. So just to give you an idea, if you want to... And I don't know why you're waiting for it. Want to buy all the back issues from issues number 23 when we took it over to issue number 72, which was our last issue. We only have two complete sets left. When those two sets go- are gone, there's going to be several issues of the early issues we do not have any more copies with, for. It. So I highly recommend if you are uh, thinking about getting all the back issues, Contact me as soon as possible, and I'll I'll work out the arrangements with you as far as those back issues are concerned. If you are looking for any back issues, issues number 31 on, we're pretty well set with them. So contact me, 23 to 30, uh, issues number 23 to 30, with the exception of 24, uh, we're really in short supply. So uh, please let me know if you're looking for something in particular, uh, and I'll, I'll let you know if I have it or not. And again, if you're not a subscriber to on Grace magazine, Joe, what do you normally say? What are you what are
1: you waiting for? Seriously. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not a subscriber, that was a little bit of a head scratcher as well. <laughs> the
0: <laughs> I don't know why you're not subscribers. I, I, I don't understand it and I don't understand why you're not buying a complete run of the back issues of Gridiron Greats Magazine because it is a great source of football history and memorabilia uh, for any collector. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very important that you, you study, look, and use it as a reference tool. There's a lot of great information, and by all means, please subscribe to our magazine. So again, that's a little brief introduction of what's going on uh, over the next few months uh, as someone who's only lived in three places in my life, in an eight-mile radius of each other, uh, this is a, somewhat of a a major uh, move. It's somewhat of an overwhelming move to realize how much actual inventory and in my collection I have to pack. And I did definitely get sticker shock when I got the quote from the moving company uh, with regards to the cost of moving. Uh, the collection from the compound. An interesting story, which uh, I wish I would known about this guy before. Uh, We had a a dining room set uh, that was uh, basically out of uh, production, an older set. So I advertised it for sale. And I had a person from Illinois saying to me uh, she wanted to buy it. So I said, well, how am I supposed to get it there? She said, no problem. I, I have a I have a, a moving company that I use, and they'll they'll pick it up for me and they'll they'll ship it to me. I said, okay, no problem. So we worked out the arrangements. And the day the guy calls me, he says, um, I'll be there in a little while. Fine. So I expect to see a big moving truck in front of the house, and it's a guy with a trailer, a one man operation. I never saw a guy move a dining room set in my life like this guy did. <laughs> um and if I had if I had known about him and I said to him, If I had known about you, I would have I would have hired you just to move my collection. So he said, Well, you know, he says I have moved a lot of different things. Uh, he said I never moved a football collection before, but I I, I know I could do it and then seeing his I seeing his uh there and everything else, it uh, was pretty impressive. So I still make use of him. I haven't decided yet. But uh the other moving company, which is uh basically a uh, father and son Assured me they would take good care of it because I said that uh, you know the collection is the run yada 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 so uh, it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see what I end up finally deciding to do hiring the other guy yes. before using the company I hired for the other stuff in the house so yeah it's well, amazing and it's I, I to think it's
1: like that it. it it's it's interesting. I've never moved a football. Club. It's we moved about four years ago, and I I I personally moved my my sports card collection over myself, but you know just because it was too risky, it's too fragile. But I I keep a lot of my stuff in a you know six foot tall fire safe that's like you know four by four, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, okay. I I remember having it delivered, and I was like, how the hell they move this? But you you have two guys, you know who. Strap. I mean, it was just—it was fascinating to watch them move something that weighed, you know, 400 pounds. Uh, Yeah, really interesting. But I don't know if you remember this, but about six months ago, I went. I built an Excel spreadsheet that broke down every single, uh, uh, every single gridiron greats magazine. What volume, issue, season, year? What was on the cover? So I sent it to you because I was missing a couple of the, you know, your volume one stuff. But And then, you know, when you took over, which was, you know, volume seven, issue 23, uh, mm-hmm. and and it, and it was funny because some of them have the, you know, volume eight issue X on it, some of them don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I began to notice little inconsistencies, like sometimes they would forget to change what they called it, you know, like autumn or something like that. It was, just, it was, it was interesting. Right, right, right. And yeah, issues. And uh,
0: issues. Issues one to twenty-two. He went to. Um, he was calling him autumn, winter, and then I just when I took yeah. it over, I basically switched it over to the number system. So. Yes.
1: Yeah. And. Uh, you know. So. The, um, yeah. And, yeah he his, it 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 was weird cuz he was calling it winter it, yeah it just it, it it was just fun to track and then i you know made a list of what the you know what the cover was you started doing uh you know in the uh uh autumn of 2010 with uh issue 31 you started doing the super collector uh right, right. Uh, uh abe um Kulonik, i forget he's yep. uh You know, he's a, you know, huge, you know, Cowboys, you know, collector. He was your first super collector, followed by Todd Tobias and Glenn Christensen. It was fun to, you know, look at some of those because a lot of them became guests, uh, you know, and it was, yeah, it was just fun. Uh, And, you know, to go through, and I could remember interviewing a lot of them as well. I mean, uh, you know, Mike Blaisdell in the winter of 2016 as he got ready to sell his collection, uh, you know, Dr. Yep. You know, Mark, you know, Martin Jacobs, et cetera. And I'm proud to say I've written 13 articles for Gridiron Greats over the years, and I've been the super collector once, which was the fall of 2019. It's good. And it's good. at four episodes a year, so you started at 23, and it's up to about 72 now, so about 50 yep. that you've done, and I've Correct. written 13 articles for you. I, n- I never wrote an article for you know for Frank when he owned it. Yep, I didn't know about it. That's the first that's article I wrote for you, 1984. Tops football.
0: <laughs> I, I, I remember that one well.
1: Twelve years. I ago, remember that one. I remember well. it. Too. Pretty fun. So, so I, I said it before, but uh, Wallingford, Wallingford, Connecticut, you know where the captain is, is uh, you know it's like it, it, you know it's like Air, Air Force One is whatever plane the president is on. <laughs> the president travels on Air Force One, so we recognize that as being Air Force One. But you know, if the, if the president stepped, you know, took a hitch to ride in your Cessna, that would be Air Force One. Uh, but the mecca of football card collecting is the compound. It's it's where the captain is. So uh, you know, pretty soon here, Wallingford, Connecticut, will no longer be known as the mecca of football collecting. It will be Southport, North North Carolina. Well, you know, I got that's, a that's couple of people. That. Okay. A couple of people
0: have said to me, you know, uh, first of all, they, they they can't believe that we're actually moving, because uh, you know, with me, you could set your clock by certain things I do on certain days in town and so on and so forth. And when I was closing the P.O. box, I was telling, and the post office in Wallingford now has all new people. There's none of the old timers that I knew. I said, you know, I've had this post office box for 34 years. And I said I was probably one of the longest P.O. box holders in Wallingford, with the exception of about three other organizations in town that were uh, around. Um, and I had my, my uh, original Svook Enterprises business uh, back in 87 when I, when I got the P.O. box. So uh, 34 years, like Brenda says, how do, how do you do it on the way home, not going to the, to the post office to check your mail? I said, it's difficult. Cause now I, I get off at a different exit off the highway to come home and I don't make my daily trip to the post office anymore. So that's getting tough to use, you know, to be, to be used to And uh, you know, packing yeah. stuff, it's, it's very mixed emotions because again, when we moved to this house, we were only about a mile and a half away from our other house. And my buddy basically took on my collection and stored it for me at his house. And then the day we moved in, that day after, he came over and, and we started moving in my collection. It seems like in 13 years of being here, uh, we just accumulated so much new stuff. And I accumulated so much inventory. It was even, not even funny right now. It's a, it's, a, it's just a staggering, the amount of books, media guides, magazines that I have, let alone all the back issues of Good Iron Greats Magazine, which uh, I'm glad with the back issues, uh phoenix press which prints uh gridiron Great greats magazine is going to be taking over the fulfillment of them when you order back issues they'll be shipped out of New oh, Raven, uh, until i get it until i get set up in southport and then when i get set up in southport uh, i'm either going to come up here and bring them back down with me or they're going to ship them down to me one or the other so uh, there won't be any in- interruption with the exception unfortunately of the issues that will really in short um short uh, supply of right now but uh yeah it's it's kind of hit, it hits me every day that we're a day closer to you know we're going to be moving out of here but again i'm I'm looking forward to southport and like i said to a lot of people i'm semi-retiring from my job and it's i have a, a simple model i'm done and it's time to have fun i want to do something different and uh I'm working on a couple book ideas, and uh, I want to write again and see what kind of football stuff I'm going to find in North and South Carolina there. That should be interesting <laughs> at the same yeah. time.
1: You've got to so write that have... long, long, uh, long, fan-awaited book on Steve Largent. you got to try and sweep the knee on Chris <laughs> Willis, get to it first. I'll try to beat him out on it. I hate to compete with Chris, but...
0: Yeah. In this case, it's, it's 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 quite possible. Another thing First people person. have asked me. Another people that another thing that people have been asking me about at the same time, will I miss all the shows up here? And I say, I say yes and no for the for the simple reason, the show circuit because of the pandemic really unfortunately just shut down up here, and yeah. uh, East Coast has traditionally always had a lot of small shows. And that's one thing I may miss because I've talked to a few people in the Wilmington, North Carolina area. And said there's really not much going on in as search as shops or anything like that. They're few and far between. So I guess it's going to be more like a flea market hit or miss type of thing. And then I could always get into Chantilly in Virginia. It's a six hour drive for me or basically an hour plane uh, ride. So, uh, October I'll be at the Chantilly show with, uh, nice. hopefully some, some other VFCers there. And uh, it'll be interesting because I have never been to that show, so it's going to be interesting for me to see the show, and uh, hopefully down the road I can set up there or or something. And I'm also seriously thinking about opening up a little shop in Southport of football only, what I've always wanted to do, A to Z football, Uh, everything (laughs) from (laughs) books, magazines, cards, equipment. Uh, jerseys, um, you know, polo shirts, stuff like that, and uh, see if that would fly down there. Uh, I thought about doing it here in Wallingford numerous times, numerous times, numerous times, and I never pulled the trigger. And at the height of the the explosion of cards, I came very close to setting up something in 1990, but then I decided against it. My daughter was real young. She was only uh, two years old. And uh, it, was just, it was just too much going on, so that never panned out. That was that was the time frame I worked part time for a card shop in Meriden, Connecticut, which is a town next to us. And I helped that guy out for a couple of years until he shut down. But anyways, uh, I'm I'm thinking about that too at the same time. I figure I got enough inventory. I could just put my inventory out and and order a few other things here and there and see what
1: happens. <laughs> Who knows? Nice, you know. Nice. I love it. It'd be interesting. Well. How, how many back issues do you have? I mean, you know, like I said, going back to Volume Seven, Issue Twenty-Three is when you start. Uh, the uh, well, some yeah,
0: some issues, some issues. Uh, you know, we we, may, we probably have twenty to thirty, uh, if not a few more, and a lot of issues were a dozen or less down. So, long story short, we are uh, you know we are really getting down to the nitty gritty and I, I try to always publish at least 50 to 100 extra issues after our subscribers and, and uh, show, show people that, that sell the magazine. And uh, some issues I, I sell quite a few and, and other issues um, not as many, but over the years they've sold. So I'm still looking at probably a good 1,500 Gridiron great copies that are sitting right now downstairs and um, back issues. So, again, anybody looking for anything, uh, you know, with the exception of twenty, uh, basically uh, the 20 issues with the exception of 24, we're in pretty good shape if you're looking for anything. But wow. at the same time, at the same time, um, I'm finding out more and more, as Frank found out uh, with his first and second issues being so rare, um there are not that many issues in circulation anywhere. And again, as a lot of old-time readers uh, unfortunately pass away or stop reading, and whatever the case might be, I try to uh, pick up those, collect those uh, sets of magazines from them from the family, so I can resell them in, into the market for the people who were looking for it. Because as we know, on, in uh, the magazine, there were a lot of people looking for issues one and two for many years now. And there's just not a lot of them out there. I mean, they're a tough, tough find to say the least. So, uh, anyways, yeah, that's the update. And uh, again, I'll keep everybody posted. We're gonna, we're gonna be changing some stuff on the website. And uh, long story short, we'll still be operational. We'll still be going. There's probably gonna be a, a good week or so when I'm actually moving down there that I, I, I won't be uh, pretty much online or doing much of anything other than getting set up at the same time so anyways moving to other subjects and i want to lead off with the national and again i probably am not going to be at the national this year <clears throat> and uh joe i know you're going to be there so give mm-hmm. me some thoughts as far as what's going on and uh so on and so forth
1: oh I'm just excited it's my first national and you know three years i I missed atlantic city because i don't really like atlantic city uh last year and uh last year i missed because or two years ago i missed because of friends wedding uh in august and then last year because of you know covid obviously so i mean it's been a couple years and i'm you know i you know i i i I dig uh you know i dig chat boards and I, i i you know dig talking to my friends but you know nothing beats in person Sitting, uh, you know, sitting there having pizza, you know, with your friends and talking ball. I, I dig it. You know,
0: this is going to probably be the first national. I was trying to figure it out in about fifteen or sixteen years. I'm missing. Uh, besides, obviously, last year when it was canceled. So I, I, I'm very bittersweet about it, one way or the other. I am attempting to, uh, and probably will have some of the national issue, however, at the uh, national for uh for people to have them available picking it up so i'm working on that right now for the logistics of it it obviously will not be what i normally bring which is a i, I normally bring about 100 150 issues there and uh hand them out to people who've never seen it before so on and so forth yeah and again like you I, I do miss the camaraderie and the talking seeing a lot of people that i unfortunately see once a year type of situation yeah. and uh again chicago's one of my favorite areas because it's pretty easy to fly in there and you take the van right to the uh, hotels and uh, I do enjoy the casino there at the Indian River uh, casino with the restaurants there and, um, you know, I'll miss it.
1: But it is what it is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm bringing, bringing my son, Xander. He, he's excited. The Good. other day, I told him we were doing it and then a couple days later, you know, I reminded him, like, yeah, you and I are going to Chicago. We're leaving on, you know, Thursday morning. We get there Thursday. Uh, you know, we're having, you know, we're having football – or we're having a pizza with the Leatherheads, you know, all the football guys, you know, Thursday night at the pizza place. And then there's a, a baseball game going on Thursday night. So we're going to leave pizza. And we're going to walk down and grab the baseball game. And then we're going to get up the next morning, walk the floor. Uh, and there's, a, a, you know, a, a, another group of guys that's having dinner on Friday. And then we're going to walk the floor a little bit on Saturday. And, you know, then we're going to call the ball on Saturday. But we'll probably end up just, you know, grabbing some friends. And and he just goes, yes, yes, I love that. And I was, it surprised <laughs> me for a second because I was like, what the hell? And he's like, I want to get a Rob Gronkowski card. What's his rookie card? Because he loves Gronk. He wants to be a tight end. And I'm like, well, let's go look. I mean, I actually don't know what Gronk's rookie card is. You know, that's cool. kind of the shiny cool. world. And, and you know, so we spend about ten minutes on eBay trying to figure it out. i like, well, let you know, you know, make a list and you know, take a picture. You know, it's his little cell phone. We just got him that you know only has a couple of numbers available. And, you know, let's uh, take a picture. And let's figure out what drawing card you want, and then we'll walk the floor looking for it. And you know, it's it's, it's it's kind of funny. It's like how are how are collectors born? This is this is it to me, and it's a uh, hanging around exactly. you with know, men like us. I mean. You remember when we were in Cleveland, you know, three years ago, and all of us had dinner at that, uh, you know, at that, you know, like old, old, uh, you know, air show place. Yeah. And yep, uh, him yep, sitting yep. around opening up racks. I mean, I, 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 love it. There's pictures of him with, you know, Spano, Blaisdell, you know, Jeff. You know, it's just yep. all these guys, the men, the leatherheads, I call them, and uh, and just and every one of those guys treats him so well. And you know, it's just it's it's, it's fun. And you know, how does how does he not? you know, begin to admire all those guys and want to be around them. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, but the, exactly.
1: hopefully the whole I got, is passed there.
0: I got to say this, um, with Cleveland, that Cleveland, um, exhibition hall shutting down, I guess they're going to be yeah. going to Atlantic city more so. And I, I did like Cleveland, the, the exhibition center a lot better than I like the one at Atlantic city. Uh, Atlantic city is very crowded, um, and it was just logistically, it's, it's much more difficult to get around. Cleveland was, you know, out in the open type of thing, you know, with the, um, I don't know what it was, a highway or whatever, right off, uh, right off the highway, you get off and you get right there type of situation. I remember the last, actually that convention, uh, I stayed downtown Cleveland. I was right near the stadium. And Eric yeah. Stang stayed at the same hotel that I was at. So it was, it was nice because we got to go in every day together and, and we came back every day uh, from the convention. And then we were able to hang out at the, uh, a couple bars there uh, in the hotel and then right close by after the show and talk. So that, that was interesting to say the least. And downtown Cleveland was very interesting. I really got, I enjoyed uh, walking around Brown Stadium, new stadium, yep. even though nothing was open. Um, and it was it was a very very interesting trip to say the least. Atlantic City is yeah. is not at all not at all like uh, Cleveland. And Atlantic yeah. City is the type of thing you go back to your hotel and that's about it, you know. Yeah. So I have um, a good
1: friend who lives in Cleveland. So uh, before before we went to a baseball game, we went to his house for the day and you know, we're swimming in his you know, pool of his apartment and you know, grabbed a barbecue and he drove us down to uh you know, drove us down, gave us the tour, we grabbed a, you know, grabbed lunch, you know, I mean we spent, you know, probably five, six hours that day, you know, uh you know, touring Cleveland from a local. It was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, Cleveland was
1: yeah. Cleveland was
0: a was a very nice setup. I, I had a I had a nice time. I, I actually came in before the show started, I spent a day by myself in Cleveland. So I walked around, walked around the stadium, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there, and I had a nice dinner uh, at a restaurant downtown uh, that evening and then just walked back to the hotel. So it was, it was pretty neat. Atlantic City, on the other hand, is Atlantic City. I mean, it's, I, I've been going to Atlantic City since I was a kid since it was very close to Connecticut here. And it's not at all like it was back in the 60s, obviously. You know, I just, I don't know. It's, it's more of a, Atlantic City for the national is more the people who will make a day trip from the tri-state area and from Pennsylvania to see what's going on there. There's not as many people like in a Chicago setting where they're there for the week, you know, they're for Wednesday through Sunday and, you know, are at the show every day type of thing, visiting, so on and so forth. Much different crowd, to say the least. Now, what's on your white list for the national hero. will thank
1: you. <laughs> uh a little bit like you i hope to come across some old pottsville maroons postcards you know sitting in the uh you know dollar bin <laughs> good 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 keith javik is set <laughs> up i was, he's always good for some stuff uh i started setting you know my you know this is to be taken to the national you know stuff aside i uh, I, I think I'd mentioned some of the, you know, Hunt Auction, you know, Pottsville postcards I sent to SGC to grade, and, and because they were autographed, uh, SGC refused to grade them because they don't grade autographs, and their fear was if they graded the card that people would think that was associated with the autograph, and I, I actually right. had an email right. dialogue with the, the head grader, I'm like, well, just put, you know, right in the, you know, right in the flip that, you know, autograph not grading, he's like, no, nah, we don't want to confuse it. So I'm taking those, you know, hoping I can talk to somebody at customer service at SGC and talk to them and they're grading them, or you know, I'll pay for the, you know, the, the quick turnaround time, you know, to get them slabbed by PSA if they decide. I Have some ticket subs that want to get graded. I Have a couple wax pack, uh, wax boxes, I want to get sealed, um, stuff like that. So it, it, I, t- I tend to take the stuff that I want to. you yeah, I have a couple consignments I want to, you know, hand off to. You know you know al at uh, love of the game you know i i dig his auction uh, mm-hmm. you know when I was mm-hmm. supporting him, so i have a you know a you know call it a you know call it about thirty items that I'm bringing you know it's it's kind of fun <laughs> Good. Uh, sounds it's a great i
0: you're gonna
1: be missed it's early. anchoring down the anchoring I, down the corner of the josh adams uh you know or you know <laughs> i mean there's a lot of a lot of stalwarts that are missing. I mean, you know, you get you know Andy and John, you know, yep, the, you yep, know, yep, uh, you know MSD yep. no longer setting up, and you know, you know Josh. It's just, uh, yeah, you know, yep. t- times are changing. I guess we uh
0: we had the pleasure of setting up the last time I was in Chicago, which I guess was the last national I did. Um, we set up next to, I can't think of the guy's name, that Twitter sensation who had Dennis Rodman at his table. And oh, yeah. when Dennis Rodman came to the table, I can't think of the guy's name now. My mind's blank on it. Um, he's the one cornering the market on certain sports cards. Uh, Rodman comes. Rodman looks like he's half dead. I felt sorry for the guy because he could barely walk. And, um, Rodman? Oh, really? All the, all our sales uh, stopped for a good hour because we couldn't get near our table because he had the overflow there with Rodman, and they interviewed Rodman, and um, you know, I'm not being a you know a townie or anything like that, running up to him, you I have your autograph, please, blah blah blah. You know, uh, I, I just, I was just, I had a good laugh at the whole the whole thing. I thought it was pretty uh, interesting to say the least. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll miss uh, Chicago. Chicago. I, I picked up over the years some interesting things um, in, as you said, in dollar boxes. I mean, stuff people have no clue what they were putting in there, and um, pretty nice oddball football stuff. And a few uh, nice Hall of Fame tickets from the Hall of Fame game, uh, perfect condition. Um, I remember that. That was one of my big, my best buys there. Uh, very interesting. But there's
1: stuff to be found. You just got to search.
0: Yep. And, uh, it's
1: getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much more unfound, unknown stuff is there that's going to walk into a national, you know, and be that find? I mean, you know, the East Coast is well, known for why, that. I mean, you know.
0: That's why I really feel paper shows, or paper mania shows, as they're called here in New England, postcard shows. Those are the those to me are the last frontiers for unfound areas. That's always been my opinion. Uh, I really believe you go to a postcard show, and if you know what you're looking for, you you may actually you know you, you may find exhibits for, you know single print exhibit cards for a dollar. Uh, you may find matchbooks for a dollar, diamond matchbooks uh, you know from the '30s, so on and so forth. This stuff is there. And not all paper collect- paper dealers, especially if they don't deal in sports, really don't want anything to do with it. So they just want to get rid of it, turn it over, and that's it. You know what I mean? So um, as much as everybody thinks there can't be any fines out there, there are still a lot of fines, in my opinion. The one thing I'm fascinated now, though, with, and uh, we had a tag show at the house for household stuff, where people, young people with their phones, they take a picture of the item, and then they look up what the value of it is, And me being as sarcastic as I am, I can't resist saying, uh, "Is that worth like a million dollars or something?" And, you know I'm looking at like a two dollar item of whatever it is, and um, they really they're, they're basically resellers. They resell on Amazon oh, wow. and they resell on on eBay. One guy explained his whole his whole story to me. And I so I so I said to him, So you go to every tag sale in the area? He said, Yeah, that's all I do. And then I resell it Monday through Thursday. Once Friday it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I'm out trying to buy stuff. It's a, it's an amazing uh amazing concept. I, I just find Wow, it, uh, I, I don't know how they it's can make a grind. living from it, but the
1: guy the guy makes five
0: hundred dollars
1: a week How hard is that? That that's a grind, man. Oh well. Well, for you and I, it's oh,
0: well. a I mean, I mean, if you know, I remember the days I used to I used to go to literally a half a dozen tag sales on the weekend during the spring and the fall, in spring and the summer, and the fall to a certain degree to see if I could find any football stuff, and you know, and it was always hit or miss. And then after like uh, you know six, seven weeks of going every every weekend, I would take a break, and then I would say to myself, "Geez, I probably should have gone today because maybe what I'm looking for." is you know i could find something but then after a while i mean it became useful you know what i mean so
1: uh like playing poker you know it's like playing poker now that's a crappy hand and you know what i'm just going to see one more flop
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. you know being diligent about not not staying in the hand and seeing you know yeah not seeing flops yeah now i hear you exactly exactly so
0: anyways um that's the scoop on the national. Another thing that I, really, I want to talk about is uh, there was a big buyout since we last had our last podcast in the um, auction world, and I had to deal with Golden Auctions being bought out by uh, Collector's Holdings. And, Joe, give us some background on both Golden and Collector's Holdings.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Golden auction is you know, one of those, auction houses that started in what 2012 you know ken golden who's uh you know kind of a you know kind of a huckster you know he's kind of got a slimy reputation in the industry so i mean but you know he immediately out of the gate sold like a you know honus wagner psa 5 miscut you know beautiful card so right. suddenly right. you know suddenly he was he was bringing in really big high-t consignments and some of those were his own collection. Some of those were, you know, friends, you know, that it's, but no matter what, you have to hand it to the guy, you know, he had $40 million auctions, you know, which is pretty big. And it, it, you know, it's comparable to, you know, being up there with REA, you know, any of them. Uh, so whatever it is, golden auctions had a flag planted and they were, you know, they were pretty good. They've, you know, the last couple of auctions have really been uh, basketball centric, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, Giannis rookie cards, et cetera. Just, you know, shiny modern stuff. But whatever it is, it's right. you know, half a million million right. dollar cards. Let's take many of those before you have a big auction. Um, well, uh, it was announced earlier this week that uh, Golden Auctions was being bought by Collectors Holdings. Uh, Collectors Holdings is a corporation that's owned by uh, New York Mets owner uh, Steve Cohen, a hedge fund billionaire and uh, a name that might be familiar to everyone, Nat Turner. Uh, Nat Turner. Uh, Recently bought PSA or you know Collectors Universe and uh, took them private. So PSA is now a private you know company, the largest grading company, the number one grading company you know in the world, is now privately held by you know a gentleman named Nat Turner, who now is part of a company that bought a very large auction house. Uh, And you know the the, sorry Nat Turner first,
0: first question. First question, hold, yeah. on, hold up hold your thought for a second. Do you feel like I feel that there could possibly be a massive conflict of interest here?
1: Well, yes, obviously, at first block. Um, and, but from everything I've read about Nat, from all the interviews I've seen with him, he's a, he's a consummate business person. First of all, I get the feeling he's too damn busy. To uh, you know, to influence certain grades. Uh, so, for for example, I, I own half of an HVAC company. I own an electrical company here in Portland, and I own half of an HVAC <laughs> company. About two years ago. Uh, <laughs> does my does my electric company? Do I get preferential treatment? You know, uh, electri- electrically. You know, uh, you know. Do we, you know, do we share rolodexes? Of course we do. Uh, and I mean, for years, you know, high end auction houses have gotten preferential treatment, or dealers have gotten preferential treatment to PSA. If you're submitting 10,000 cards a a month to PSA, you're a bigger deal than I am who submits, you know, 20 cards a year. And you should get preferential treatment. You should get access to deals. Or, you know, hey, I'd like to talk to the dealer about, you know, these grades coming up. You know, I'd like to. And so, I mean, you know, but, you know, uh, you know, Golden came out. You know, with a statement said, we're, we're operating the same as we did yesterday, he uh, he told uh, Sports Collectors Daily. There's a firewall between Collectors Universe and Golden Auctions. I would not get better service or preferential grading from Collectors Universe. I'll still do business with PSA's competitors. I'll continue to use SGC and Beckett. And sure. you read that, and you're like, well you know, you know, half the whole truth is not the truth. Um, obviously there are some shiny cards that, that sell better in Beckett because kids, you know, younger kids like Beckett, Uh, older guys like PSA or SGC. Um, but to say I will not get better service or preferential grading is silly. I mean, of of course you will. Of, Of course you've got, you know, you know, you've got the inside track on it. Um, so but will there be a firewall i mean i too much at risk if a if a slider high end card appears in a psa holder and is is sold by gold golden to me there's just too much at risk psa's reputation you know as being you know you know authentic not you know not you know swayed and you know goldens so, i mean and and if it's, you know, I don't know. I, just, I think it's going to be under a microscope. If a high-grade SGC card appears, will it be under the same mi- microscope? Probably not. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I tend to be a little more, there's too much at risk. There's millions of dollars. So if one card looks like it's overgraded by PSA uh, and is going through a golden auction, that's not a consignment. Then uh, there's exactly. too much at risk. Exactly. Golden's gold at exactly. risk to lose consignments. PSA's at risk to lose their reputation as being, you know, the number one collector. And then through well, all this, know, you, you know, through all, all this, Bob Swick as a collect-rated card sitting off to the side saying, you, you all, <laughs> flip, flipping your well, thumb yeah. all of us. <laughs> the,
0: the, the, the example you gave with, within your own company, to me, uh, that to me is more of a, a complementary company between the yeah. two. Because again, I mean, I, I know a couple of companies here vocally. The guys are, they, they're an electric company and they're HVAC heating and heating company. You know what I mean? They do both. And it's not as uncommon or common either way. But again, I don't think, you know, um, I think it's more of a convenience thing saying, hey, we, we, we can do, handle all the electrical because we're an electrical company too. But in this case, you know, I go to Golden with my collection. And they said, "Well, we got to get you know, we got to get all your keys graded from the from the fifties and sixties because you're losing too much money on the table. So yeah. we're going to hold up the auction. Uh, we'll get a, we'll get our cards, your cards back uh, for you know within a couple of months. And then we're going to feature your auction with your collection. Yada yada yada. Uh, but because we're giving you better service, we're going to pick a higher commission rate on your on your uh, consignments here." So, okay, if somebody doesn't know what, what what's the average consignment rate, A, B, why are they getting better service? C, and are they really going to get more money because they're golden auctions? Or are a lot of people going to be turned off by saying, Well, I really don't want to bid in golden auctions because they're you know, they they're connected to PSA, so I, I I'm not comfortable with that. You know what I mean? So I don't know which way it'll go. Obviously I've been wrong on this numerous times. But uh, I
1: just I don't like it. I hate to say it. I just don't like it.
0: I don't I don't click a switch well, for the happen. You know
1: you know what I mean. Yeah, we've also had we we have some friends of the of the show, uh, you know who you know are now associated with PSA. Todd Tobias, no, who I know. Works PSA man of high integrity and you know Scott Alpaw, who's you know a stalwart of the industry. He's been doing this longer than I have. I mean, way longer than I have. Uh, no, you know, no, no. who worked for, worked for an AI grading, you know, you know, uh, you know, kind of pseudo grading company uh, that got bought up by PSA. We talked about that a couple shows ago. I mean, both of these guys are the kind of people who, if they saw something nefarious, if they saw like a, hey, you know, here's ten cards from Golden, wink, wink, you know, that that they wouldn't stand for that. Uh, so. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm a little too, you know, relaxed in this, knowing that there are good people in the hobby who work, you know, for one of the largest grading companies in the world, PSA, who wouldn't put up with that kind of crap. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know maybe I'm naive. Uh, who knows? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, I know. And maybe I'm too, I'm, I'm too overly uh, pessimistic because, you know what, I've I just seen, <clears throat> and again, I know I'm a dinosaur, but I've seen so many changes in the hobby over, over, over the years. I just love to see somebody like your son walk around a show and asking dealers, "Do you have any of this card or whatever that card type of thing?" And if a kid like that came to my table, you know what I would do? If I had the card, it's his, and I don't want anything for it. Just take it, enjoy it. Take your extra money that you were going to spend on the card and go someplace else and buy a few more cards for your collection. You know what I mean? And that's how we can yeah. nurture the, the the nurture the hobby, so we have a future for the hobby. But I don't see what the future is other than buying stock in plastic companies. I mean, I still—that's still the way I view it. You know what I mean? I can't get excited about if, 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 God forbid, my collection was graded. I would have had to hire just a moving company just to, to move that <laughs> amount of plastic. And I know that my stuff new house
1: weighs a lot. Yeah.
0: My my new house wouldn't accept the weight of all this graded stuff, you know, these slabs the way I'm way, way I'm going to be setting up the house. So, you know, yes. but that's neither here nor there. That's that's just my opinion, I, and, and I'll leave it like that. You know,
1: yeah, no, I right. like that that. was a lot. I moved uh, I moved you know most of my collection, and you are absolutely right. You you start putting you know getting you know a hundred of those in those you know those black boxes PSA puts out and. Yeah, you know next thing you know you've got a couple hundred pounds It it, it, it adds up real quick. You're spot on. It's kind of funny I mean I got
0: I got a thousand I got well over actually I got well over 2,000 Media guides books magazines sports illustrated insight sports I got so many publications. It's not even funny. Well, I've been paring them down here and there To try to get them some more manageable amount, but at the same time the weight of it is incredible, but the point I'm making is I actually feel my non-graded publication collection has more value in the long run because people still want publications. So people people are still looking for that Sports Illustrated with the Dolphins covers or whatever, Steelers covers, yeah. you know, so on, so on and so forth. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, to me, it's going to be interesting what you actually see and what everybody sees up the National, and what they comment on. And, again, uh, in, in a way – the um i'm sure the box break people are going to be there in full force everywhere i'd just like to see somebody just go to a table and buy a pack of cards and just open them and see who they had you know what i mean and not be junk yeah. wax either you know but be like a 2021 <laughs> whatever panini whatever and a card set type of thing. all right we got about and that 10 is
1: left. And that You're is right. some other stuff i'm bringing i uh, i'm bringing about uh you know seven or eight wax packs uh you know, for uh, you know, to, to rip open at the uh, the leatherheads dinner, so that we can, yep. you know, yep. that always seems to be fun. A couple seventy nines and eighty one, uh, uh, some uh, a couple eighty threes and an eighty four. So,
0: cool, cool, that's fun. Well, love it, that's fun.
1: All right, last ten minutes or so,
0: I want to touch upon uh, the continuing saga of PWCC Operation Bullpen. Uh, a, an issue that I don't think is going to be going away anytime soon. Yes. And uh, looking at, um, you know, again, for those not familiar with the 2019 Operation Bullpen was opened by the FBI She basically look into the allegations that PWCC and in particular Gary Moser, a noted card doctor, were buying cards, doctoring them, resubmitting them, getting them graded, and then selling them. So... Do we have different
1: players in the
0: same grading game? What's going on with this? What's your input yeah. on that,
1: Joe? And it's much to do about – it's the same stuff as, as we were talking about. It's just, gosh, you know, you remember weewag you know, when it was a game, people buying, you know, you know, like a, you know, a really nice PSA 7, cracking out a yeah. PSA 8 card, resubmitting it to get into an 8, sliding the 7 in there, resealing it. I mean, you know – you know, and again, going back, to here's the captain who doesn't collect graded cards, laughing at all of us. You know, who are going through yet another, you know, you know, you know, big, you know, sealed, whack or you know, sealed graded card problem. So, it's yeah, yeah. But as you mentioned, in you know, 2019, you know, PWCC, you know, who owns by, you know, owned by Breton, Betsy, you know, Huggins. Uh, actually, they live here in Portland. They're, they live about, uh, you know, about two blocks south of my house. I walk my dog by their house about <laughs> twice a week. Oddly enough, um, I didn't even realize it was That's them amazing. until another friend of mine who lives is their next door neighbor. Is like, hey, you collect cards? What's up with this? Because Betsy mentioned she was really nervous about an FBI investigation. Like, oh, oh, those people are going to jail. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah. If, if they if, if they borrowed your lawnmower, I'd get it back. Uh, but, you know, the the wheels of justice move slowly, and, uh, you know, here it is. It's, you know, so for two years, the FBI is, in, you know, investigating Operation Bullpen, and that's, you know, longtime card doctor, Gary Mosier. You know, he'll buy a card or, or you know, PWCC will buy a card, you know, that's, you know, like, you know, take the fat 48 lease. And they'll buy it, they'll crack it out, they'll doctor it, they'll resubmit it and you you want to you want to know a company that gets really quick turnaround times at PSA it's a PWCC you know they i, yep. I can't I can't yep. even guess how many cards they submit back when yep. I knew Jonathan Miller he was Orange County Sports he told me he submitted you know between 50 and 70,000 cards a month to PSA and you know he had it down to you know a, you know a $2 grading fee this is you know you know 10 years ago obviously but he had it down yep. to a $2 yep. grading fee and, you know, he had a PSA 10 only thing. So if PSA looked at a card and said, yep, that's a PSA 10, they'd slab it, it'd be five bucks. So if they looked at it and said, nope, it's not a PSA 10, then they charge him $2 for the review. And I was yeah. always like, well, that, that's kind of, you know, so there's a financial benefit for PSA to put that in a 10, you know, but, you know, still it's, uh, you know, so, you know, here's PWCC, you know, and there's a lot of people on a lot of message boards that you know that are you know finding this that are you know tracking cards. Say they're you know like the Brady rookie card that's numerically you know number you know that's numbered you know sequentially. You know you you know you see somebody you know buy a you know card number 19, and then six months later you know buy card number 19 in a PSA six, and then six months later card number 19 shows up in a PSA nine you know slab. I mean, it's that, or you know, cards with very specific stains or marks on them, or you know, or, or you know, well, coloring like, You know, cards cards that can be identified. I use
0: I use I use the example all the time. Is where the heck did all these perfect forty-eight and forty-nine leaf football cards come from? I honestly yeah. can say, in all the years I was collecting, before cards got graded. I never saw a 48 or 49 leaf card better condition than X at best. Excellent condition. Uh, the bulk of the 48 and 49 leaf cards that I collected over the years were basically G, VG, possibly V G E X, EX, very good, excellent, yeah. but split one or two X, but honestly, most of them were graded fair to good because they were beaters. I mean, I never saw cards in good condition. How did all of a sudden you know fast forward twenty five years later when cards are graded, all of a sudden all these pristine, beautiful cards come to the market? Is it possible without being uh, doctored or touched up people people are kidding themselves if that's what they're thinking. you know what I mean? oh yeah, so really it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense to they lose but uh yeah. and,
1: and here they are, so I mean it's just so there's you know proof you know uh, you know cards with identifying marks cards that are numerically sequenced that are being right. bought in low grade and then reappearing in higher grade uh and there's this you know board you know the you know the the I forget the name of it it's uh you know there there's just there's various boards that you know there's people with yep. you know too much yep. time on their hands yep. to track this stuff and they're doing the lords work here because they're catching people and uh yeah You know, so there's a lot of evidence, and you know, you know, PWCC has the ability now to you know indemnify themselves, saying, well, you know, that's a consignment, I can't help it. But there's a lot of, you know, and then you have eBay, who's almost becoming complicit in this, who are, you know, as time goes on, it's less and less information available of buyers or sellers, you know. So you, you know, used to be you you knew who bought a card. And then it used to be where you yep. saw, you could, you know, see what the feedback of somebody who bought a card was. And now you can't, you don't have that information. And they're doing that to protect. Yep. Not, not, yep. Maybe not yep. purposefully protect people like that, but just to, to hide it. So there's less information.
0: Exactly.
1: This hobby of ours, which is supposed to be fun, is becoming more and more complicated, I guess, you know, with stuff like that. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Tough.
1: But here it is. Right, it, was getting... just reported, uh, it was just reported that, uh, you know, things might be getting a little tight because, uh, you know, from a couple of reliable sources, it was just mentioned, if you if you have some of your cards or your collectibles in the PWCC vault, you know, which they do to uh, help people avoid, you know, sales taxes in various states, you better get it out because yep. if the FBI shows up yep. and sees his asset, uh, you know, good That's luck it. proving that yep. was yours. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So. Well, we got a couple more. We're down to a, a couple of minutes. And again, check out our website, GreaterIngratesMagazine.com. And seriously, if you're looking for the complete run of back issues, please contact me, and I'll, I will give you the information on it. They only got two complete sets left. Uh, Joe, any final ideas in our two-minute warning wrap-up? What What else can uh, you hit upon in 60 seconds or less?
1: <laughs> God, we got a. Couple more shows here, a couple more shows before the national and uh and I'll I'll definitely be sending you pictures from the national of all of us eating pizza and having fun. So you'll be you'll be you'll be sorely yep. missed, Captain.
0: I, I and again, I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way, like I said, if I could just fly in that Thursday and then fly home Friday. I don't know if I could pull it off or not. So uh, I could just sleep on the plane coming home type of thing. But uh we'll see what happens. I'm not counting on it though. Um, will you be? Other... A, will you be
1: in North Carolina then? Will you be in North North Carolina? No, the, no, 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 no. The, uh... I'm, I'm wrapping. I'm
0: actually wrapping up my my nine to five job that week, uh, and um, it's just going to be. I got a lot of different things going on with that job to shut down, and uh, I got a new person coming in to train. So, because I've been at my my um, current job over twenty years, and uh, it didn't the go over well. The that's a good job go as the over, assistant night, over, night
1: manager at Taco Bell.
0: I, I I basically, it didn't go over well with the board that I'm leading, no. I, and I told them I didn't realize I signed a lifetime contract with these guys <laughs> that I was going to work here until the day I died. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy I only got a few more weeks, uh, and I, I have a lot of severance time coming at the same time. But anyways, it is what it is. I'll see what I'll see what happens. I pulled off, I pulled off some miracles over the years, so you never know. <laughs> you never know. And I still have a big United a uh, United airline credit. I got to use somehow, uh, so I got to figure that out at the same time. All right, we're almost out of time. I got a couple of guests lined up, hopefully for the next uh, week or two, and we'll be back on in July with a, uh, hopefully a couple more shows uh, with some interesting guests we got a great summer issue coming up of Gridiron Greats Magazine issue some these three. I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy it. Joe, final thoughts, 20 seconds. Uh good to be back
1: on the air, Captain. Look forward to it.
0: And I think very, very
1: um, –
0: I'm losing time here. I really believe you're going to have a great time with your son at the National and uh, – you got to enjoy every second there, but this should be great. Should be great. That's it. Hopefully we'll be back next week with another show. Thanks for listening.